Hey everybody, Pastor Tim Karskat here, Christian Sinners Report, daily podcast. We're in Hanukkah 5783, the year 2022, and we're gleaning the prophetic significance of this holiday. And today we're going to talk about why it was given, and there actually is a prophetic purpose for it to bring light in a dark world, in a winter season. All right, let's listen in. God thanks for all he's done for us. Even in this difficult season, God is faithful. And this feast, our festival of dedication of lights, is a gift to us. And we'll talk about that today. Well, welcome. It's Tuesday, the 20th day of December 2022, rolling toward Christmas. Uh, right here in the middle of Hanukkah, it ends and then Christmas comes. And uh, then we go into our Gregorian New Year and expect great things in 2023. I have an expectation. This has been an amazing year. And I know you said, well, it's been a lot of hardship, but I tell you, it has pressed me and others like us into the kingdom of God. It's like a violence is pressing us in. You know, it's through tribulation, you enter the kingdom of God. That's what Paul tells us. So we are, uh, we have the ingredient of tribulation, you know, not that it's been like uh, you read in the book of Revelation yet, and there are some in the world that have experienced what's in the book of Revelation. We need to remember that when people say, well, Jesus, you know, is going to take us out of here before that happens. Well, there are people already experiencing that. And so we want to pray grace on them. I hope you uh, are blessed today. And we're trying to build on the prophetic significance of Hanukkah this year. And each and every year we do. But each time I want to apply it. That's the beauty of the feast and this is not one of the seven feasts. I recognize that. But uh, when we do uh, you know, celebrate the feast, as Paul tells us to do in 1 Corinthians 5, it says not as the old. In other words, we're not going to keep the feast. In other words, we're going to sacrifice cows and do all the different things that they would have done. We're going to just celebrate the, the prophetic significance of it and then glean something new each and every year. I wouldn't want to teach you guys the same thing every year. I would hope that the revelation of the Holy Spirit would come and tell me more about it, which he did for me even Sunday when I shared the message out of John 10 concerning this feast or this festival. And that's, uh, that's what we want to talk about today. So uh, buckle up your seat, uh, seat belts, and let's see what the Lord is saying. When we look at a festival, because that's what it says in John chapter 10, the Feast of Dedication, which Jesus was doing in Jerusalem, the whole land of Israel was thinking about the miracle of the Maccabees and overcoming the, the Greeks. It also was a remembrance of where they were as a people. They were becoming Hellenistic Jews, which means that they were Jews by birth, but they had assimilated and now were becoming like the Greeks denying their own faith, 
So this was what was on their minds when Jesus comes in, and he then tells the message of the difference between what a true sheep is and what a false one is, and that he is the only gate in. He declares his deity, which drives the Pharisees crazy, but it said many believe them. So the Hebrew word for festival or is moed. It's translated festival, but it doesn't really mean festival. It means an appointment, a meeting time with God. And these meetings called by God, the people are supposed to show up. They're supposed to come to his house and celebrate and encounter as a nation their maker. That was the purpose of them. Now, we would do that every day. They would have appointments, you know, those times of years. And I'm not saying that God doesn't still show up on these feast days. He does in special ways. But we now... When in Christ, who became the feast, who fulfilled them, we get to have appointments with him every day. You're joining me on this podcast every day. Some of you listen every single day. It's an appointment, right? And, and I'm sure you listen to others as well, not just mine. But, but as you listen, it's an appointment for you. That's the beauty. Can you imagine being pre-Christ in the Old Testament and only getting to come to the Lord, you know, three times a year? And having an experience, not that God wouldn't speak to you in the in-between times, but you had an expectancy that God had an appointment with you. And I want you to wake up every day and say, God, I got an appointment with you today. When we teach our prophetic class, we tell everybody, you need to wake up every day, have an expectancy that God's going to speak to you every day. Not that he's going to always speak something grandiose and it's going to world-changing word, but he's going to speak to you through communications through just talking to you. That is the God that we serve. And so these feasts, these major feasts, when they would come, um, you know, that was a, a, an event that they would come after God took them out of Egypt and they would go in and they'd commemorate God and how he took care of them through all, you know, we started Passover, how he took care of them through all the, the desert seasons and and so forth, the springtime, and, and then, you know, then we go all the way to harvest time, which is the time of the gathering of, of the, the wheat at that time. Now, think about this. The seven feasts are all within a six-month frame of time, and they're always in the time of light. In other words, the, the, high, the light is high, um, and, and there's no darkness because it's the longer days. Why? Because it's, it's harvest time. They're, they were an agricultural community. So now you have this interesting thing, six months, you're in this time, and, and then all of a sudden it gets dark, the winter, right? And I'm talking about them being in the northern hemisphere, so you guys down in South Africa have to look at this kind of opposite. But there is no real winter holiday, and maybe that's why God brought the festival of what? Lights. And, and not that it's, you know, like I said, it's not in the Bible, but we do know that Jesus did celebrate it. So it is in the Bible. He came to the city with a message that, that would tie to this thing, which is he is the light of the world. And so as it come that time of year, when night times were longer in the days than in the daytimes, it was a holiday that celebrates that in the midst of it, there can be a light in a dark season. And that's my message to you today. It's not mandated by God, this holiday or the meeting times, not it's started by people who, instead of 
the other holidays, the, the feast where God was reaching out to people, this feast or this festival is that people were reaching out to God. And the question would be, did God or would God reach back to them? And so I think the answer is obviously yes, because we can look at the history and say God did reach back to them. And so when we look at it, if we're going to go back and say, well, Lord, is this in in Scripture where you said there should be light after the feast, that there should be after the seven basic feasts of the spring season, summer, spring season, should there be one that would come in the winter season? So Sukkot, or Tabernacles was the last holiday, right? It's the last one listed in, in Leviticus 23, uh, and it ends the seven. So, so that's the last one, and the list is over. So what's the next thing we find after Sukkot? Well, let's go look at that in Leviticus 24. I, I didn't get to develop that in my sermon Sunday. just ran out of time. But in this sermon, God spoke to Moses And he tells them, he said, command the children of Israel and tell them to take pure olive oil for lights (laughs) to make sure there is a candle, a light that burns every day, one night after another night. Now catch this. What happened at Hanukkah, right? They had enough oil for one night, but supernaturally God burned it night after night in the darkest season of Israel. The the, uh, Greeks, Antiochus Epiphanes, was ruling them, taking away their worship, taking away their opportunity to read the Torah, to circumcise their children. Um, Actually, if a woman was caught circumcising her child, they would take the child kill it and then wrap it around its mother's neck and she'd have to carry it around until that disease would get on her and she would die. This is the the thing that God was, this is the season, I should say, that God was trying to bring light to. You know, and it's kind of weird, I know that. So on a a pure menorah, you can set up these lights, right? It's kind of, when you look at it, it, it seems reminiscent or a foreshadow of Hanukkah. It's the simple meaning of what that text says. It's not actually talking about Hanukkah there. We, we recognize that. But Hanukkah is about lighting the lights of the menorah, which is the seven spirits of God. It's all about using the pure olive oil, our pure oil that comes from the Lord. All the elements are true, right? This, this parable here, of Leviticus 24. But what we're talking about here is a biblical command to light the menorah every night that the candles should burn throughout the night, every night, in the and in that in that instance, in the temple. What are we? The Paul tells us we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to burn night after night. When? When did this feast come? In the winter season, in the dark season. In the darkness of the world, that's when we should burn night after night. And here's the beauty. He gives the oil, right? It's very suggestive here that this holiday is about the lighting of the lights. 
when the pure oil is there, the light of the menorah, right when the holidays is over, it's not over. <laughs> and so that's the beauty. So Jesus fulfilled all, left the world, resurrected, and it seemed like it was over. Sukkot, tabernacles. He went to tabernacle with the Father. And it would seem that the feasts were fulfilled and it's over, but it wasn't. He sent the oil, Acts chapter 2, of the Holy Spirit with fire. Fire for what? For our menorahs, for our for within each one of us, our temple, so that what would happen is that the lighting of the Holy Spirit was for this to be a light to a generation that lives in darkness. This is so beautiful. And so what we see, the, 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 the word here, when you read the commentators on this, it's kind of a hint to the holiday to come. It seems as if the word for lights, or the word for candle or oil lamp, lamp appears twice in this story. And the first time it appears, it's singular. But the second time it appears, it's plural. The lights going from singular to plural. What does that remind you of? We start with one candle at Hanukkah, right? But then we go to many. And by the end of Hanukkah, we have eight nights or eight lights. Oh, I hope you're catching this revelation. I'm trying to do the best I can to get it to you. And so this would suggest that not just at Hanukkah, but during the winter, during the dark seasons of the world, we have the light that outweighs the daylight. We are greater. It's not just that we have a, a cycle in us, but it's a cycle for the world. It lives within us. And and it goes on, that passage does, and it says, and, and the high priest shall keep the lamps in order for pure gold lampstand before the Lord continually, what for throughout all generations. That's what the Holy Spirit does to us. So if you want to look at the Holy Spirit, it is the the, the day of Pentecost was a fulfillment of, of Leviticus 24. After Sukkot, after Jesus goes in tabernacles with the Father, then all of a sudden he says, let this light burn perpetually day after day, night after night in the darkness of this world. So I want you to envision the menorah inside your chest, inside your temple burning. And the oil is the Holy Spirit that he gave gave us and he lit it when you got born again he got he lit it when you get baptized the holy spirit it starts spreading it goes to all parts of you till finally you can manifest all the seven spirits of god listed in in isaiah 11 all right let me pray for you today father i want to thank you for this revelation of this feast this festival lord let us keep growing in it and the revelation of it let us not limit ourselves to a little holiday where we eat donuts and say, oh, for eight days the light burns. No, it still burns. It's perpetual. Our great high priest, high priest Jesus, our great apostle Jesus, Hebrews 3, 1, is the one who lights it in us and assures that it will burn day after day in this dark world. Lord, bless what them today. Let them burn everywhere they go. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll learn some more revelation. Well, thanks again for listening. And this week, we'll be sharing the story of Hanukkah a little bit as we're on our break. 
preparing for our Christmas service on the 23rd, Friday night, as we'll be celebrating. So you can check that out on our platforms, Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble, and you can watch our live stream. We thank you for listening each and every day, especially when we do our noon times, when we pray and ask you to pray with us for our nation and for whatever God is doing in the earth prophetically. All right, bless you. Keep visiting our sites and come back again tomorrow.